Todd Moss. Today, we bask in the light of, you know it, mustachial greatness, motherfuckers. Sorry, that was a little aggressive. <laughs> so maybe like a month ago or so, I recorded a podcast on the Grindbin podcast, which is brought up, I think, almost every episode. And we covered 1985, I think it was 1985, um... Malibu Express, starring Darby Hinton. It was a great episode. Definitely check it out. I'll even add it to the show notes. If if anyone listening has not heard that episode, I think it was with Tim. Tim Yobo, a friend of the show. And it was at that moment when I saw that movie, because I'd never seen it before, that I knew I needed to bring Darby Hinton to the podcast deal. This guy grows one hell of a mustache. His acting is uh, acting. <laughs> It's a, it's a very specific kind of acting. And I have a good time seeing this guy on the screen. And I honestly like to think I quite possibly got the better movie on my show. Only because it's like 40 minutes shorter than Malibu Express. <laughs> and there's like fatalities and shit, which is always cool. Anyway, today we honor the dirty blonde mustache of Darby Hinton in 1981's Firecracker. Starring the late, great Jillian Kessner Graver. And I, you know, like I said, I dig this guy. He's a true California kid and a Hollywood kid who's been acting since he was six months old. He's famous for his famous, um, he's famous for his first movie line where during an incredibly emotional scene, he uttered, Goo Goo Gaga. It was an amazing heart-wrenching performance. <laughs> anyway, let's put on our finest early 80s, still sort of looks like the 70s jumpsuits, prepare to fight in our bras and panties, and kick some ass. Now play that shit theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcast, you we're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips, it's the Mustachio Podcast, you This is your host of the Mustachio Podcastio, Daniel Segura. And I just want to let everyone know that today is a solo cholo! <laughs> I have not had a solo cholo in a little bit. Um, and maybe I, I should, I don't know why. It's just something about this movie. I was like, I kind of want to just talk about this one on my own. I had such a good time with it. And uh, I don't know. We just haven't had one in a bit. I like I like doing solo cellos every now and then. It's it's a good time. And they're like the, the least liked of any of my episodes, but I don't care. It's my show. Do whatever I want, you know. Drinking a Brooklyn brand Summer L. Sunny Pale L. Pretty good shit. Not bad. Real smooth. Nothing too crazy. So I won't be getting all... Puro pedo for, to <laughs> for today's show. Um, yeah, so obviously you know why I wanted to cover Firecracker. I can't wait to get into this. It's a not a very long movie. Honestly, you could go watch this movie right now. It's on, I think it's on Amazon Prime. I think that's where I watched it. It's like an hour and ten minutes. It goes, 
it feels like an hour and a half to be honest there is a lot of draggy parts maybe the longest kind of sex scene i've ever seen that just goes on and on but still not a bad watch there's some good moments and i can't wait to get into them with you uh don't really have any background on this other than that it's one of them philippines movies that were like a shitload of movies were released in the philippines in the 70s and 80s just so many and this is one of them and there are there is some recurring characters that are in this movie that i have seen in a lot of philippine um movies made in the philippines during that time so i can't wait to 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 highlight some of those characters and what i love about the philippines there's I just love that it you know everyone is super hot like everyone is sticky and hot it's it's humid there it's very tropical type weather at least as far as i know and i don't know how anyone stays not like i sweat here in san antonio like a son of a bitch i, I can't help it and i can't imagine how i would be in the philippines i would just have butt sweat rash for like weeks and weeks it'd be the worst thing ever Anyway, <laughs> this is a solo cello, and you know I haven't done this in a little bit, but uh, I think I'm about ready to break down this movie. So this is the segment I like to call Movie Breakdown. If you happen to like that, that's an actual breakdown from a song, from from a band uh, from a band that I was the vocalist for. Uh, hope you liked it. Anyway, so the movie kicks off with a sort of watered down Streets of Rage soundtrack tune, which I like. And we're in this huge arena in the Philippines. We see a bunch of guys, I guess, presenting their skills to Darby Hinton, who's just kind of sitting down, like he's kind of kneeling down karate style like in almost like that meditation sitting down look <laughs> and he has a signature mustache and super puffy blonde hair love it and he's in some like misappropriated aged garb <laughs> i don't even know what you call this and he goes and he selects his character that he wants to fight it's like a real life fighting game like all these guys present their skills and he's like eh, i'm gonna i'm gonna fight you and the fight kicks off and the movie gets uh, keeps cutting to this ginger lady uh, taking photos in the audience, and she really sticks out among the thousands of Filipinos that are in this crowd. And I don't even know how she's taking good photos. I don't know how any of us took good photos in the 80s. It's a dark-ass arena. These guys are moving around like crazy. And this lady's using one of those like 80s cameras that are just a rectangular slab of plastic with a little tiny lens and maybe a flash attached to it. So you know all these pics are complete garbage. I don't even know what she's doing here. Anyway, I think it's so hilarious that the movie opens up with Darby Hinton when he's not really the main character. <laughs> not really. But anyway, he ends up like doing a freaking flawless victory fatality on this. They show like this random old guy who hasn't had a line. We don't know who the hell this guy is. In fact, he doesn't really have any presence in the film. Maybe they show him a couple times, but he's just like, Finish him! <laughs> like, off to the side. This is, like, grumpy-looking old white guy. And 
I don't. I guess that hypes up Darby. So he just he has this like big old spear blade, and he or like a staff with a big old blade at the end. It's probably a name for it. And he just impels this dude, lifts lifts him off the ground into the air, and the guy looks so sad in the air. He's like, "Oh, oh no, I'm gonna die. Oh, I'm dead." Like it's so fast. I put it on my Instagram feed i think under my stories if you want to see that or just go watch the movie but it is actually a really hilarious death in my opinion <laughs> it's borderline hilarious then we get an actual line of firecrackers we're in the title screen now we get actual firecrackers like black cats popping as part of the credit sequence which i actually quite enjoy and there's like mixed little jump cuts of of um our main character and she's doing karate moves and shit in the camera is just staring right at her and she has this like super serious face on it's good stuff after the credits we of course get b-roll of an airplane landing because that's what all these types of movies have you got to work them in there so that way you know traveling is happening we find out karate girl is in fact her name is Susanna carter we will be calling her Susie. she's checking into a hotel where everything is wood grain because wood grain is freaking awesome i i want I want a fully wood-grained house. I just love... It probably would be very difficult now. I feel like there was way more wood to go around in the 70s. <laughs> and now we're, like, running out of jungles. It's so sad. Ah, oh, sorry to bring the show down. Then these two suspicious-looking cats break into her hotel room once she gets her room to try to steal her shit, and she disposes of them pretty quickly. They, We kind of right away figure out that Susie is not one that you want to fuck with. She's in like a satin top and panties, of course, because this movie is called Firecracker for a reason. And she breaks all the balsam wood furniture in the place pretty quickly. <laughs> Maybe that's why everything's balsam wood in the Philippines, because there's always fights breaking out and it's going to break. Like, do you really want to buy a really expensive piece of furniture when you could just buy balsam wood and just replace it very fast? So then we see this taxi cab going through the Philippines, and we have Susie uh, work into the into this bar, and she speaks to this guy Pete. Pete looks like he could have been a pro wrestler. He's this big old burly looking guy, and she asks for Vanessa Goodman. He doesn't know where she's been or where you know where she's at, but he's aware of her, and so Vanessa Goodman apparently is actually her sister Bonnie. It's actually Susie's sister Bonnie. And she was the one that was taking all those photos in the arena. So then all of a sudden, there's this transition that is sort of insane. They have this like small little interaction. Susie asks about a telegram she uh, sent to um, Bonnie, which she hadn't heard back. And that's the whole reason she went to the Philippines. Then this random dude that works for Pete says he had slipped that telegram under her door, but never he hasn't seen her since. So they go to her room. To look at the telegram. The telegram is still there. And Susie says, uh, this is the one I sent. Then all of a sudden, we cut to a total like crazy bar brawl going on at the bar. Like out of nowhere. There was no reasoning for it. It's just we cut to a fight. Like <laughs> I don't know if maybe there's like a little clock on the bar that's like, fight time. Like it's time to, it's time to get down, baby. So they all try to gang up on Pete. But Pete does that that cliche action movie thing where all these little Filipino guys... I mean, let's face it, the Filipinos, are, they're kind of like Mexicanos, you know, they they range between five foot two and five foot five. And he just like fucking tosses them all like six dudes. And he's just whooping ass. Um, the guy that took 
Susie to the room. He kind of looks like Filipino Bruce Lee, so that's what we're going to call him. I don't even know if he has a name. So Filipino Bruce Lee and Susie just start kicking ass at the bar along with Pete, and they have a damn good time. And it is, once again, very much like watching three different types of characters in a beat-em-up for Sega Genesis. You got the female fighter, you got the Bruce Lee kind of fighter, and then you got like the freaking no-holds-bar wrestler guy. You got to love it. And it's a lot of fun. Or the brawler or whatever. So much fun. So then after the fight, we don't really seem to come to an actual conclusion to this fight. We just cut to Susie telling Pete that Bonnie never went anywhere without her camera. And that her camera has to be in her apartment. And Susie's super worried. So they cut to the trio of beat-em-up characters in this dark room so they can process Bonnie's photos. They see that she has a headshot of Darby Hinton. His actual headshot probably from Hollywood. <laughs> Which they always do that shit in movies. <laughs> they mention that he works down at the arena for Eric St Stollard. And we'll just call that guy Eric. And he works in drugs, prostitution, and gambling. You know, all the cliche stuff that you do when your name's Eric Stollard. And Pete says, I don't think you want to meet this guy. And Susie says, guess again, bitch. That's not what she said, but that's kind of what she said with her face. Susie heads to the arena where we see a lady on a little cart just floating above the arena for no reason, which is a lot of fun. She's not even dancing. She just doesn't look happy. <laughs> Eric notices Susie right away. And he says, A woman that walks into my place looking for something is not just another dame. And tells Darby to figure out what she's about. So Darby gives some garbage line. We see, And we see dudes fighting on stage. Susie says she's looking for a place to work out as a black belt. And Darby's like, why here though? Like there's plenty of gyms in the Philippines. She says if she can get paid for doing it, so much the better. But Darby is suspicious about all this. He's like, well, who the hell would want to be in this kind of environment? So he tries to kind of intimidate her. He's like, this is no holds bar. And this is about pain. Can you take pain? Blah, blah, blah. And Darby says, um, he says something like about physical punishment. So he's coming across like Pinhead from Hellraiser. It's like, <laughs> do you like pain? And it was at this moment that I noticed Vic Diaz is in, in this movie. Yeah, Vic Diaz is a very popular Philippine, uh, Philippine actor, Filipino actor. <laughs> I think he's, he's got to be Filipino, but honestly, he's another guy that just looks like one of my tios. And I, I really like this guy, too. I think he's mustachioed in this movie as well. He usually has a little mustache. So then, uh, basically, Darby has her go up to the stage to fight this guy. And Susie makes easy work of this karate master dude. Darby says, you're pretty good. Which basically is like, you're pretty good for a girl. <laughs> he just didn't say for a girl. And Susie says, you still find me amusing. And Darby says, well, let's, let's change that to interesting. Oh, wow. So then Darby says he likes her style. But if she's trying to pull something over on them, she can forget about it. Then Filipino Bruce Lee comes through to pick her up, and he's got the dopest jacket ever. Eric asks Darby to find out why she's actually coming around, because he's still very suspicious. And we find out that she um, she comes up with the idea that she teaches martial arts. And and it's funny because all of, by the way, all of Pete's ADR is super loud compared to the others. I don't know what the hell happened. Maybe they did it on a separate day. Because, by the way, I think everything in this movie is ADR'd. Even if, like, I think Darby's doing his own ADR, but he's literally, like, he they didn't record any audio throughout the record. Almost like an Italian movie. And for some reason, Pete's ADR, the big brawler wrestling guy, 
is super like everyone's like i don't know what do you think pete well i think we should go <laughs> it's like he's like out in a highway or some shit and then uh filipino bruce lee says that um she can use that as a cover-up the whole teaching of martial arts because that's actually what she does in the states and that there's a specific type of martial arts that uses wooden staffs or like batons in the philippines and that he, she she can kind of use that as a cover that she's there to learn uh that fighting style so she can teach it in the in the states hold on i need a sip of beer i'm tired are you enjoying this so far i hope you are if you made it 60 minutes into this you might as well just stick around and so then, so then Susie goes out on a date with Darby, and he's trying to be all smooth as shit. This is classic Darby Hinton, especially like Malibu Express Darby Hinton, where I guess he just has like raccoon piss pheromones or something where like everybody wants to bone him. Uh, he kind of is coming across like that, but we don't really see him hooking up with a bunch of people, but he's definitely acting like, oh, I get all the ladies. And he says that uh, he's there to check on her credentials during the date it's all super cringy and then in the next scene we see darby wearing a cowboy shirt that has like a damn tapestry of a lion on the back of it it is one of the dopest ass fucking cowboy shirts i've ever seen in my life it's like those little button-ups like the style of it and there's a fucking tiger in the back it's just legendary vic diaz doesn't trust um susie and he thinks that darby um basically is digging susie and he's letting her get into his head but he's like dude you need to keep this chick away from us she's gonna get into all the gangster shit that we're doing then eric goes up uh to his main woman uh we see that he always has this like main lady she kind of looks like she's like a latina lady it looks like and and i think she says something like i have a feeling we haven't heard the last of that girl so she's definitely working that in too we cut to a scene of uh me attempting to play the recorder in the worst way possible uh And Susie and Bruce, uh, 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 Filipino Bruce, Bruce Lee, go to <laughs> go to this rural area where all these dudes are training. And Filipino Bruce Lee meets with their version of Mr. Miyagi. He meets with he meets with Filipino Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> they speak uh, they speak the foreign language. Uh, whatever they speak in the Philippines. What do they speak in the Philippines? Uh, just Daniel coming in from the future. They speak Filipino. Why am I so stupid? I don't, I don't I'm not sure. But they, they speak to each other and he's like wanting her he's wanting him to show Susie the baton stuff. That baton fighting style. And he does like he says a bunch of Miyagi shit like we do not use these to kill and I'm not doing an accent. <laughs> I'm not doing an accent. I think I was almost gonna do a Miyagi accent. I can't help it. I love that movie. It just comes out of me, you know. But he's like being super wise and stuff. All that cliche shit. And Susie looks directly at the camera and whips out the batons like, like she becomes a fucking expert at them in two minutes. So then Eric's uh, chica is telling him that Vic Diaz is crude and dumb. And Darby isn't to be trusted. So she's like just complaining about all of Eric's main dudes. Then Eric says he's capable of taking care of himself as she shoots him up with something. I don't know what it is. Maybe heroin, but Eric getting down. 
and we see Darby walking around an open air flea market in some uh, after this scene. We see uh, Darby walking around this open air flea market. By the way, his name's Chuck in this movie. Chuck some shit. I don't remember. Chuck some shit. That's his name. And he's in this flea market. These guys try to sneak up on Susie as she follows Darby. And she gets them off of her and she runs. She like pu punches them really quick and heads out. She's wearing this like all pink jumpsuit, by the way. It's fantastic. And they follow along as Darby gets on a canoe and heads out. He's like, fuck this. I got to get out of here. Because he, he knows he's into some shady shit. And I think he knew that these guys were definitely not with him. So then uh, they still go at Susie. She ends up whooping their asses because he's basically like that 1980s uh, Sonya Blade almost. And it turns out that these dudes are actually the police. <laughs> Why would they not let her know, hey, we're cops. Stop kicking us in the balls for a second. We just want to talk to you. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so stupid. But basically, um, her interference is messing up the case. They're, the cops in the Philippines are already working on trying to figure out who killed Bonnie. And they know it has something to do with Eric. They know Eric has something to do with Eric and Vic Diaz are like in the whole drug ring thing. So they're working on it, but she's getting in the way. So they basically tried to catch her to let her know. Why they had to catch her like that, I don't know. Darby meets up with Vic, and they're talking about drug dealing stuff. And Darby's paranoid about the, the fact that they are in the middle of like a damn fiesta parade. Which, by the way, is famous. Uh, San Antonio is famous for that. And But it's really fucking hilarious because, you know, Darby's bitching about it, blah, blah, blah. But at this whole conversation, this whole shot... I don't know why they decided to do this. There's this dude in this goofy ass like Spartan type mask or like a knight. He's like a big bearded white guy face with like a little helmet. But it's all like a plastic looking almost honestly kind of looks like paper mache mask. You ever seen those before? And it's enlarged like it's way bigger than the guy's body. And he's in the foreground of the shot on the left side of the screen. And on the right side of the screen you see Vic and Darby having their little conversation. And it's so fucking distracting seeing this goofy ass stupid mask and it's just kind of moving around like I don't know why they decided to do that. I didn't even really pay attention to what they were saying here, but whatever, because I was just so damn distracted. But it was really funny, actually. Then all of a sudden, as Vic works his way through this weird road that actually has a river flowing through it, Darby and his dudes start shooting at Vic Diaz and his dudes. So there's some kind of like coup going on or some shit. I guess it was all a setup, basically. They get the drugs and the money. Uh, Darby and his guys get the drugs and the money. And Vic Diaz goes to Eric and he tells him, Hey, uh, so <laughs> kind of fucked up, bro. <laughs> Maybe we should have guards come with us instead of having my pudgy ass come and get the, do the drug stuff. And he lets him know that his dudes were killed <clears throat> and that he isn't, he isn't sure who did it. So he didn't realize that. The one guy with golden locks in the distance was Darby. There's only one guy that looks like Darby Hinton in the Philippines, and he couldn't tell that that was him that was doing all this bullshit. So then we cut we cut to Darby jogging around, and he's jogging around the town, and Susie's in a in a little cap, and she's 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 I mean not in a cap she's in a like a little cart. Sorry, she's in a cart that's being pulled by a donkey. And a bunch of guys try to grab her to take her, but she's able to get away. They start to fight in some sort of warehouse. And, oh, this is actually where she's wearing. She's wearing, like, this full, like, pink jumpsuit. It's really dope. 
and she whoops all their asses in high heels, which is fantastic. And there's actually a part where she works super hard to get up a ladder. Like, guys are, like, coming at her. There's, like, maybe four guys. And she's trying to climb up this ladder. And I'm, like, thinking, okay, she's got to be trying to get away or get higher ground. I don't know. And she's having to kick them off of her as they're trying to grab her while she's working her way up the ladder. She gets up to the ladder, grabs a night, a just conveni conveniently placed rope that is hanging right there. Tarzan's down. And just to kick a guy in the chest, but the three other guys she kicked when she was on the ladder are back up now, and they jump her, and they're able to stop her. I'm like, what the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> what kind of strategy is that? I'm going to climb all the way up a ladder. I'm going to swing down. I'm going to kick one guy, and there's going to be three other guys like, yeah, we're still here, so we're going to beat your ass. <laughs> Made no sense to me, but I guess they just wanted her to be swinging on a rope because it's kind of fun. After all that... I believe Vic Diaz comes through. They they catch her. And Vic, Vic Diaz comes through and says that he has some questions for her. So this is all. I think maybe he thinks she's involved in everything that happened with this ambush or whatever. He brings out this Philippine uh, cobra. And he says that if she lies, he'll let the snake loose on her. He asked if she was in that ambush. And she's like, what ambush are you talking about, dude? She lets him know that she's uh, learning the Arnis technique, which is that baton shit. He thinks she works for the police, and he thinks that she's lying. He asks her who sent her, and she says that she has no idea what the hell he's talking about. He loses his temper, like a little angry victim. <laughs> he's like, God damn it! And then he lets the, co the cobra loose. <laughs> it's so funny, because he lets the cobra loose, and she gets into a fucking fighting stance in front of the snake, like she's gonna about to like karate this cobra. But she ends up like kind of quickly grabbing it and throwing it at Vic Diaz and he's like oh shit he's like it's backfired guys <laughs> why every time I bring the cobra out it backfires he runs like a little bitch and uh, a fight ensues Darby comes through and is he has like this white Adidas tracksuit by the way Darby wears the fucking smoothest shit throughout this whole movie like I want the whole wardrobe he wears because he also wears these dope as Adidas jumpsuits and this is the white one are like track suits or sports suits. I don't know what you call them. And he uh, takes her to this like wood grained bachelor pad that he has. And he flirts with her a bit. And she seems to be playing along. So I think she's digging Darby. We cut to Eric doing some karate training. He does one move and says, I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> like He does like one little karate move. He's like, okay, I'm thirsty. I need lemonade. Uh, his, his chica that's there. She keeps giving him shit again about whatever. She's like very like. We don't know what the fuck she's about. She just keeps talking. Usually you don't see that in the movie. Usually they have like this side piece and she just doesn't talk. She just like gives him drinks and feeds him grapes and shit. But she keeps kind of getting into his, um, you know, his business and shit. And Eric mentions that he wants Susie in the fight to the death tournament, which is super Mortal Kombat-ish. This is before Mortal Kombat, so maybe this is one of the movies that uh, inspired it. So Darby is now in a <clears throat> orange and black tracksuit, which I need in my life. Like all orange with the black stripes, yes, please, anytime. He looked like a freaking like one of the Bengals wide receivers, like training in the summer. <laughs> it's just dope as hell. And we slowly realize that for some reason Eric has this whole like clan of fighters. Like like he trains them all in this training ground. That's out in this almost like a compound 
slash village because there's also tribal people around and why he wouldn't just train them to use guns because <laughs> they also do other work for him uh i don't understand the you know there's not a lot of, there's actually i can't even i'm trying to think i think there are guns and there are guns but not a whole bunch it's almost this is almost a purely martial arts movie and so they're all learning like hut 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 and they're all mart you know running together and training Susie, Susie then starts to train with Darby as Eric watches in this white turtleneck sweater with these dope-ass aviators. This guy looks rich as fuck. And Darby makes the best um, kind of like Power Rangers fighting sounds as he's fighting. I love it. He kind of sounds like the White Ranger a little bit. He um, pretty much takes care of her pretty quick. You know, he overpowers her. And Eric likes the test. He's like, okay, I, I, li I like your style. And he asks Darby to take her to the, the fight for that night. So they're going to have one of those fucking death brawls in the uh, in the arena. So we head over to the fights, and one of Eric's main dudes is kicking ass. Um, the dude jokes, uh, chokes out the guy that he's fighting and kills him. Pretty hardcore. Susie's obviously shocked at the fighting to the death aspect of tournament. She's like, what the fuck? Like, and Eric is like all stoic and weird. He's like... A true fighter fights to kill. Otherwise, it's only a game. I'm like, yeah, but don't you want, like, that's like, don't you want to make money? If you're, like, killing every single fighter that comes through, you're not going to really make money. You're not going to be able to create the drama or rivalries. I just don't get it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, if you're out in a war or something, definitely fight to kill if, it's that, if that's the situation. But when it comes to just entertainment, like, you have an arena, bro. You want people to just be dying every single time? I just don't get it. But whatever. Eric's really into this shit. He's totally hiding his boner in his jumpsuit. Uh, <laughs> so he puts it, like, in this belt line and shit. This guy loves death. And then um, Susie heads back to her place. Uh, for some reason, her dress has blood spots on it or something. I don't know. Maybe they shot something. <laughs> they were like they didn't change her or something. And, or maybe, I don't know. She wasn't that close to the fight. So it's not like she was in a blood splash zone. She was like out in the fucking press box or something. So these dudes chase her down as she's arriving home. Like just random shit. She's just walking home at night. These guys are like, hey, look at her. She's hot. And go at her. So she heads out, and she tries to tell the security guy, like, hey, these guys are after me. And this rip-off Peter Gunn music is playing, by the way, which annoys the shit out of me. Uh, the security guard tries to stop them. <laughs> he has his gun out, but of course, things go horribly wrong. They kick the gun out of his hands. They beat the shit out of him. They push him down, and he falls on, like, this crazy-ass, like, almost uh, Grim Reaper type. I forget what you call that type of weapon. But that blade that kind of curves out. And of course, it's the, the blade is facing up perfectly. Which I don't even know how that happened. And he falls on it. And then the guy kicks him in the chest. Which makes it impale him and go through his chest. Actually kind of cool. I actually kind of thought that was a dope death scene. Susie runs away after seeing them kill the guard. She could have just attacked him while they were distracted with the guard. And like, they could have both fought them. But no. She runs. Gets her dress ripped off. Because uh, she's trying to go through this fence line. And then it gets eventually completely ripped off. And she's just in her bra and pa panties, of course. Because this movie is super horny. And I don't, I'm confused. Because these are two, two look like two drunk dudes that just are perverts. And she, I've seen her take out like five guys already. And she, 
she can't do anything. Like she's almost like playing coy with them or something. She does end up killing one of them by throwing his face into a saw blade. Then this other dude grabs like this kind of a similar blade weapon like that guard died on. He swipes directly straight down on her chest and somehow in some way without cutting her cuts the center of her bra so it falls off it like opens up. So now she's topless. <laughs> and I don't know if the movie did this on purpose or not. But ironically, there's a cardboard box that has the name Rackmaster on it. It's good stuff. <laughs> so she's able to fight the dude off. She kicks his ass. She gets a staff. It, really, it's just it looks like a broomstick. Just kicks his ass. It hits him a couple of times in the stomach. I don't think she kills him, though. But that other guy definitely died. <laughs> Got salt in the face. And the whole time, that Peter Gunn music is still playing. And thank God it's over. And we cut to the big boss, Eric. And just the lamest name for a boss, by the way. Eric. And he spells it with a K. So stupid. And they have another delivery set up for tomorrow. And Victius is trying to keep it kind of close to um, close to the chest. He doesn't want to let anyone, he doesn't even want to let Eric know where it's happening or when the shipment's coming through. And Eric's like, no, nah, dude, you need to tell me. And I'm sending Chuck with you, which is Darby. And get a five-second scene where Darby calls Susie to let her know that he'll be gone for a few days because he's going to go do this. But he doesn't say what he's going to do. But I guess at this point, they're kind of like dating or something. Or they're an item. Or else why would he call her? Like, hey, I'm going to be gone for a little bit. So I know it's going to take you, you know, to go watch the game tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, I've been summoned. So then we cut to these uh, cool-looking tribal people. They're like in these they're, like really cool garb. And uh, they're just chilling. And Susie sneaks into the village or like that training compound. And she sees Chuck and Vic Diaz just also sitting down on the ground while some dancers do like a traditional dance routine. And then a helicopter comes through and Vic Diaz pays the dude to get his cocaina. And the exchange goes well. Then <laughs> Susie didn't take any photos or have any evidence. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the whole point of her going out there. She knows they're doing shady shit, but... But now she knows that Darby's definitely doing some messed up shit. So Susie heads out in a motorcycle. But Eric's main chick sees her. And she knocks her off. She like hits the back of her bike and knocks her off. Puts a gun out to her and says, I don't want to have to kill you. Get in the car. So they leave that bike. But it turns out that Eric's side piece is actually an undercover cop. I don't remember her name. But she's an undercover cop. For being a cop, did she know that it was safe to just hit the shit out of the back of Susie's motorcycle? Like, that could have really fucked her up. Like, she could have died. <laughs> She's like, whoop, oops, <laughs> shit. But anyway, Susie asks about Bonnie, and the cop, the undercover cop, tells her that she wasn't able to warn Bonnie about what was going on without blowing her cover, even though she's blowing her cover right now. And that's how Bonnie got all mixed up with the whole dope run thing. Basically, she started looking into wanting to let the cops know what was going on. And so they finished her off. Um, we see Chuck with a driver and he tells the driver to hit it. Then all of a sudden explosions go off and shit starts popping off all around Vic D the car that Vic Diaz is on. And instead of just driving through and trying to get away, because none of them actually hit his car. It just looks like little bombs going off around it. It actually looks more like a monster truck race. <laughs> Just some pyrotechnics to make people excited about seeing giant vehicles run over other vehicles. <laughs> and Vic Diaz comes out all scared. 
they all come down this like grassy knoll or grass grassy hill and this one guy like to go get Vic and get his drugs and the money and all that and this one guy totally fucking eats it like he's working his way down the hill and he's running too fast and he kind of gets under his feet he just fucking his face just goes down in the ground and then the scene cuts it's from far distance like he's barely even gets into the shot but i thought it was hilarious so now eric is super pissed he's like damn it that's the second time we've been fucked over and ripped off and eric wants vic to open a line of credit with the suppliers otherwise they're gonna end up having to close shop because they're losing a shitload of money here so vic does end up agreeing and he says that he's gonna set up a meeting with the suppliers but it's un it's undisclosed right now we don't know when it's happening and the undercover cops trying to get details from Eric about it as well. So Eric says something like, um, no, the undercover cop mentions Chuck. Like, was Chuck really behind all this mess? And Eric's like, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. The undercover, cop meets, the undercover cop meets with the cop that had stopped Susie earlier in the movie when we were like, why the fuck are these cops fighting her in the first place? Why don't they just say they're cops? So the main guy there is partners with the undercover cop. She lets him know, like, hey, Vic Diaz is going to have this meeting. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be probably within the next 48 hours. So just be ready. Once I find out, I'll let you know. So um, the same dude, the same cop, goes with Susie and takes her to the morgue because apparently they found her sister's body in the river. And they show her the body. It's her. She gasps. They don't show the body. But I would imagine a body that's been in, sitting in the river for a while, not good. Uh, I'm not even sure if you'd be able to recognize the face depending on how long it's in water. So she heads to Chuck's place because she's super vulnerable, which obviously means, <laughs> let's face it, she's horny. <laughs> and um, I realized that she does know where he lives because there is that one scene where she's there. I think I have in my notes, like, how does she know where he lives? But there is one little, like, 10-second scene that he takes her to his place. So anyway... She's like, hold me. He's like, well, no. He's like, what's wrong? Because she looks distraught. And he's like, let's talk. And she's like, no, 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 no talking. Just hold me, and then let's see where this goes. But then out of this scene is so weird, and I might maybe play a little clip just so you could hear it. But out of fucking nowhere, a black cat jumps on Chuck's nightstand, and it's like, like all crazy. And then it it knocks a bunch of shit down. Then it jumps off the nightstand, breaks a mirror because it cr it cracks a mirror. Because it lands on some shit that falls on the mirror. And the cat just takes off. Chuck does not react to this at all. Darby does not react to this at all. Like, is this his super evil cat? Is this a cat that just got into the house? Is the cat trying to tell Susie, like, don't do it? This guy killed your sister? But she doesn't know this yet? I don't know why this happened. But it's terrifying. Then one of the most confusing sex scenes happened. Uh, after the scary black cat stuff, uh, Darby carries her to his bed, turns off the, the nightstand lamp that he has there, and then flips on this other light that lights up these, like, pink neon sex lights, you know? <laughs> well, they're pink neon lights, but let's face it, it's sexy time, so they're sex lights. He removes her shoes and rubs her feet a little bit, her karate feet, so you know they're super fucking calloused. Gotta love it. And, but that actually might get him going. He's like, oh, God, your feet are so so hard. They're like, they're like rocks, like sexy rocks. And all of a sudden, he whips out these blades. They're like little throwing knives. 
he sticks them up her pant leg, everybody, and he rips up her pants, rips them completely off with the knives. I'm like, bro, I have buttons, and these are expensive brown corduroys, dude. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He rips her pants. She's on her stomach, so he's, like, ripping. He's ripping from behind. <laughs> he then slices the panties off. He cuts them. So now she's just bare ass there. <clears throat> he turns her around. He cuts her bra down the middle. So she has lost two bras within two days being cut down the middle. Like, bras are not cheap. <laughs> so I would have been a little pissed off. And maybe she was. Because then shortly thereafter, this is all happening. This takes so long, too. Everything is in slow motion. All of a sudden, she just decks the shit out of Chuck in the face for no reason. Like, just uh, face check. Text him. He falls off the bed and she's like, hey, I'm fucking with you. Come back up to the bed. <laughs> what kind of relationship is this? And then she cuts his pants off. And I, I'm sorry. I don't want anyone working a knife up my pant leg. No, thank you. Like, no, thank you. I don't want you to be cutting off my beaner wiener. Even the smallest and it could just ruin a day we've all been there guys when you're manscaping especially in the early days where you don't really know what you're doing next thing you know you got yourself a little bleeding ball sack there and it's uh, pretty scary anyway so <laughs> you know what i need to stop talking about genitalia and shaving and waxing i need to stop doing that that seems to be like a thing now i'm gonna stop <sighs> i'd like to say i'm gonna edit this out but i'm gonna forget then uh, we see Chuck's asshole <laughs> for a second. <laughs> like, okay. She flips him on his back, and they start making out. And as they're kissing, she whispers in his face, I can feel the blood pulse inside your head. Is that sex talk? Or is that like vampire shit? What the fuck? And then she says, oh, you're so good. They're not doing anything. I don't think he's in her yet. I mean, what is he good at? Cutting clothes? Because he is good at that. I mean, he did a very good job of that. Anyway, that lasts like six or seven minutes. It, or maybe it felt that way. Maybe it was three minutes, but it felt like seven minutes. So then now we cut to Eric. He's getting mad at Chuck for not disposing of Bonnie's body property, properly because he just threw it in a fucking river and everyone found it. And we find out that the meeting is all set for tonight. But Eric thinks it's better this way because the cops are going to be preoccupied trying to solve that murder of Bonnie. And uh, the undercover cop ends up telling her partner, like, here, here are the details of the meeting. The cop also lets him know that um, the undercover cop lets her partner know that Chuck killed Bonnie. And Susie happens to be there, by the way, which we didn't see her. It just looks like they're talking privately in a little bar. And then Susie's like, wait, what the fuck? Wait, Chuck killed, which is Darby, killed my sister? And this is when you see the fire rage in her. She's like, nope, fuck this shit. Um, and by the way, I'm, Sus I'm sure Susie at this point was like, once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. <laughs> if she had only known about that, she would not have been cutting up pants and fucking Darby. Ah, the partner tells Susie, please leave this to the police. Do not go after Darby. But she doesn't give a shit. She runs out to get her revenge. And Filipino Bruce Lee is back in the movie. I missed you, buddy. Thanks, dude. Thanks for coming back, man. And he follows her. Hold on, I need to go get another beer. Give me a second. Otra vez. 
Uno más cerveza. <laughs> oh, you're just watching my mental demise. Well, you're not watching it, you're listening to it. But you know, I do have plans, y'all. I probably shouldn't even say this because now I feel like I'm going to have to do it. But I do have plans to start a YouTube channel for the podcastio. Working with a videographer. And getting a set set up, hopefully, very soon. At some point this summer, hopefully. So, stay tuned for that shit. I'm not sure how it's going to work. Because I, I don't know how well this works with YouTube. But <clears throat> it might be like a different thing, but related to the podcast deal. I haven't decided yet. But we'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, <laughs> where was I? Yes, so Filipino Bruce Lee goes after her. Uh, at some point... Um, Susie goes to Darby's place and she's pissed off. She's like, Chuck, Chuck, where the fuck are you, Chuck? And she goes through a, she's not, he's not there. She goes through some box and she finds something like a piece of jewelry or something. It's hard to see. And Filipino Bruce Lee tries to convince her because he followed her. Let the police run the show. Like you're going to fucking get killed. And she doesn't give a shit. Two of Eric's dudes come into that bar where we saw the undercover cop and her partner. They hold a woman hostage. They shoot at the cops. They could have just shot the cops. They come in really nonchalant and like very suspicious looking at the same time. So the cops knew like they were up to no good. A firefight breaks out. Um, the partner cop kills one dude because there's only two of the guys. He kills one dude. And then he ends up killing the other guy, but not before he shoots a hostage he was with, which is fucked up. And then he also gets a shot in on the undercover cop, which was the the lady of, uh, of Eric. The Lady of Eric. And <laughs> she dies by a gunshot in the stomach. Like, I don't know. Like, in Reservoir Dogs, th that dude's shot in the stomach, and he's just like, like I'm fucking dying, man. <laughs> but he's, like, alive. Like, he's... <laughs> but she dies super quick. Like, one shot to the gut, <laughs> done. Uh, then again, I've never been shot in the gut, so who knows. And... Susie calls Eric and lets him know that she wants to fight tonight in that death bout. And Eric is like, I fucking knew you'd change your mind, girl. He's excited. Vic Diaz comes through to let Eric know that the suppliers are there. And uh, they're at the arena. And, that, uh, and also, Undercover Cop let Partner know that they were going to be having this meeting at the arena. Because, uh, you know, there's only like three different places we could actually shoot this film at. <laughs> and the arena is definitely one of them. We are there quite a bit. And, and so they head out. Eric is in front of Vic Diaz and some other dude that's kind of been in the movie but has no lines. Then all of a sudden, Darby rolls in. And he fucking kills uh, D uh, Vic Diaz's sidekick guy. Then he chases after Vic Diaz. He grabs those little knives that he used to cut the pants. He throws them forward. And two of them go right into Vic Diaz. Just, like, just behind his shoulders. Like in his back area. And he's dead. Once again. I'm pretty sure if you got stabbed in the shoulders. By two knives that are like. I don't know. Four inches. three, Like four or five inches. I don't think that would kill you that fast. Like he just dies. What did he die of shock? He's like. Ay that hurt. <laughs> he just fucking croaked. I don't know. I felt like he should have done a finishing move, but maybe there was already, like, the budget was getting low, people. Let's just put some knives in this fucking dude and kill him. 
But we see Eric apologizing to his suppliers. This is the weirdest scene. He's like, hey, listen, guys, I know shit has been a little off the wall, right? But I've actually been stealing my own shit because I wanted to remove Vic Diaz from this whole drug arrangement thing that we got going on here. I'm pretty sure he could have just killed his ass a long time ago and not had to, like, set up to have Darby go and steal the stuff to make Vic look like he's a dumbass losing the drugs. He could have just killed him and just covered it up or said someone killed Vic out doing whatever. Whatever. So so basically, Eric was in on this whole thing that Darby was doing. He was, Darby was just following instructions. So then after that... Um, I think we head to the ring and we see uh, Susie sitting down, kind of similar to the beginning of the movie. She's sitting down and the generic fighters from like any beat-em-up you've ever played is starting to like present their skills to her. And she's like, I don't want to fight any of these dudes. I want to fight Chuck. And Eric agrees to this and he lets Chuck know, dude, you're on, bro. Get in the fucking, get on that fucking, get in the ring. So he enters the ring, and he's looking at her all confused, like, what is this? And she brings out that thing she found in Chuck's room, which is that piece of jewelry, and she, and that was, apparently it was Bonnie's, and she gives it to Chuck and says, um, he doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to fight her. But this whole time, he keeps saying, I don't want to fight you, I don't want to fight you, but she is just punching the shit out of this dude. Like, just, like, left, right, left, left, right, doing some combinations. And he's like, look, I'm sorry, what can I say? And then she starts beating his ass with those batons. It's super funny because it's like the worst. It's like what I feel like ninjas would be like when they're breaking up. <laughs> it's like a ninja breakup. And she's just beating the shit out of him. And she's working those batons. And she eventually pisses him off enough that he starts to fight her a little bit. The cops are the cops arrive, and of course they have their sirens all loud. So right away, the fucking suppliers know that the cops are there. While this is all happening, Filipino Bruce Lee crashes into the place with his motorcycle for no fucking reason. I'm sure there's a door, but he just <laughs> runs through the place through a window, through the arena. And once once again, he starts coming in, and he just starts fucking people up. He's, he's fighting all the beat-em-up video game characters, which is actually a lot more entertaining than the fight between Susie and Chuck right now because that fight is kind of lame. But watching Filipino Bruce Lee just whoop everyone's ass, very fun. He takes his jacket off too, so you know he's fucking serious. So Eric is running around the arena trying to evade the cops, trying to get his money and get the fuck out of there. More henchmen fight Filipino Bruce Lee. But of course, he fucks him up. Like, this guy's unstoppable. Like, the movie could have been about him if, <laughs> if he could act. So, but uh, let's face it, we've seen plenty of movies like this where no one can act. And it's still a lot of fun. So I, I wonder if he has his own movie. I'll have, have to look into it because he's pretty fun. He catches up to Eric, punches him in the stomach. He's about to fucking slice his damn face off because he has a katana sword. This is why you shouldn't put katana swords and weapons along your wall. Like, it's just a bad idea. You're just basically allowing somebody to fuck you up. But the cop stops him, the partner cop. And he's like, don't finish him. Like, I, I need to take him in. So he doesn't. He drops his weapon. Meanwhile, Chuck and Susie are still working out the kinks in their relationship <laughs> with an old-fashioned mixed martial arts battle. And Chuck, um, or Darby, has... Um, the chance to actually finish her off he has those little knives and he has them like to her neck where he could just slice her 
and he just d drops him. He he just can't do it. He can't kill her, which is really shitty for him. It's it's kind of actually kind of a bummer because he keeps having the opportunity to finish her and he doesn't. And she gets him with the the baton right in the huevitos, like but kapow. And he's like ay, and he falls to the ground. He's just kind of like writhing in pain. She grabs the second baton. And we get this quick cut of her putting both batons in each of, of Darby's eyes. Like, just fucking boom! Like, stabs him right in his fucking eyes. It's such a good fatality. I loved it. His face basically looks like it's like the Gumby version of himself. He looks like he's made of Play-Doh. He's like... <laughs> just red, gooey, pink-looking pink red blood. Doesn't look real. It's very much like... Kind of like those old zombie movies where all the blood looks really fake. But it's still super fun. And like I said, it's sort of sad. I think actually uh, he had a lot of feelings for her. And uh, he just couldn't finish her off. But hey, you do the crime, you do the time. And by, and by time, I mean wooden sticks going through your face. <laughs> she walks away from his corpse. And that is the end of the movie, everyone. That is Firecracker 1981. Holy shit. Had such a good time with it. And uh, as you all know, I do have a segment in this show where I like to do a bit of an impression. And this is a segment I like to call Quick Impressions. This is my little concoction of truth serum. You answer the question correctly. The snake stays locked up. You tell a lie, it is released. I warn you, the Philippine cobra is the deadliest of its kind. This is my little concoction of truth serum. You answer the question correctly. The snake stays locked up. You tell a lie. Then the snake is released. I warn. The Philippine Cobra is the deadliest of its kind. Thank you very much. <laughs> I needed to do a Rick Diaz. Uh, a Rick. A Vic Diaz. There probably is a... There's like probably like 50,000... Rick Diaz's in San Antonio. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Vic Diaz. We love your work. He's so fun to watch on screen. You just, I don't know. I always have a good time when he's in any movie that I see him in. Now it's time for the ranking segment. And as you all know, I rank these movies by my favorite mustaches. I feel like I've said this so many times. You got the full Fu Manchu salute. You got the Warris mustache, which is damn fucking good. You got the horseshoe mustache, which is eh, not bad. And then you have the Hitler mustache, which is burn this movie in hell. I've not really thought about this. I, I've been like lately just kind of waiting till after I talk about it. Because sometimes it gives me a slightly different perspective once I'm going through the movie. But I would, I'm, I gotta say, I had a damn good time with this. I'm going to give this the walrus mustache recommendation. I think you should go check it out. I think it's a great hangover movie. Just throw it on there. There's no like bunch of crazy loud explosions or nothing. You could just be watching this and enjoy some of the fighting scenes, some of the goofy ass sequences. It's something you could also just kind of have in the background. Maybe you have like a party with your boys and you just want to have like some kind of martial arts karate film from the 80s playing. <laughs> so it's one of those. It's also would be, I feel like it would be way more fun to watch this with friends. Like by yourself, it's kind of, the boring parts really drag, but I think if you're watching it with friends, this would be a really good one. I actually kind of wouldn't mind live streaming this on um, 
my Discord or the Grindbin Discord because I think it would be a lot of fun just to watch this with a group of people. But yes, Walrus Mustache rec recommendation for Firecracker. I don't really have too much to plug. Uh, I think usually I just mention, you know, if you haven't had a chance, uh, click on the Linktree link on the Instagram, and I'll include that on the show notes as well. And see if you can want to see if you want to either get a T-shirt or you could always like look at the Discord, get into the Discord. We have all kinds of conversations happening in there. Everyone is super nice. There is like car talk. There's Marvel movie talk, so if you're into that shit, there's DC stuff talk, there's movie recommendations shit, there's just general crap that I just throw stuff in to keep everyone posted on what I'm doing. It's a lot of fun. There's not a whole bunch of people in there, but they're all super, super cool. I love it. So yeah, definitely check that out if you ever have a chance. And also, don't forget to leave a five-star review for the show, and if it's less than five stars, you know what to do. Come and talk to me, motherfucker. And... <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, I really like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm broken inside. Anyway, until next time. Hiya. Bye.